Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for joining us for episode 126 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about the psychology of tenacity as a business owner. So to help me cover this topic, I have partner, CPA, and VCFO, Jamie Johnson, here with me this morning. Good Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good. Still chugging my coffee, trying to wake up. How about you? Same right here. <laughs> cheers. Took me, yes. <laughs> Virtual cheers. <laughs> Took me about an hour to like, you know, just like pick up the downstairs after the kids go to school and like wipe down the table and unload the dishwasher and all of the kind of morning chores of like kind of getting your day going and everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I thought that I thought it'd only take me about 30 minutes, but not so much, you know, mm-hmm. between lawn, throwing laundry on and dishes and everything. (laughs) It's constant. It's never ending, especially with kids that come in behind you and like a tornado and just rip it apart. Yes, they do. Yes. (laughs) So in order to keep the house clean and stay up on top of everything as a business owner, you have to have tenacity. Yes, you do. (laughs) I think the other word for tenacity is in in my mind is grit, you know, Mm, being able mm -hmm. to kind of persevere and, and push through those things. So yeah. You definitely have to have the tenacity and grit to to deal with that. And the patience. I think I'll put throw patience in there too. So patience is another one. Yeah. Maybe we should come up with some helpful tips to practice patience in our everyday lives. Cause I know pretty much everybody could use some practice with that. I'm not the most most patient person anyway. So Me neither. I have to be very intentional about practicing patience <laughs> when I need to, but it doesn't come naturally. It's, this is like parental entrepreneurship 101 here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. going to combine the two because there's so many underlying similar characteristics. So yeah. totally, totally. So first we want to kind of define tenacity as we found it in the business world, because we're talking about it from that perspective of through the lens of as a business owner. So what? how do we refer to tenacity in the context of business growth and success? You know, it's it's a lot of resilience, perseverance, adaptability. And I think one of the biggest components and combination of those three is 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 where your mindset is at too and how you're able to adapt. I mean, I know one of the words we just used were adaptability, but being able to learn, I guess, from from past experiences. Sometimes those are failures, sometimes those are successes, right? Because mm-hmm. people can have resilience and perseverance and they can be somewhat adaptable but in order to kind of bring that component of of growth and success right that that takes a different that takes a different lens that takes a lot of self-reflection that takes a lot of really being honest with yourself but also not being too self-critical here and all of those components it's kind of a balance of of all of those so you know you got to be able to to grind when nobody else wants to grind and you have to be able to adapt to that and adapt to a change in environment where 
you can only control you. Right. Well, and as a CFO, I'm sure you've run into situations too where you're kind of acting as a cheerleader to help promote some of these tips that we're going to share throughout the podcast because you're working hand in hand with these business owners who are facing struggles every single day. I want to touch on that experience in how you're working with your clients on a day-to-day basis and how this ties into, you know, a lot of people think CFO, oh, you're just like reviewing my financials with me. But this is a part of it, right? Like you're having conversations about how to improve tenacity and grit and adaptability and those things, I'm sure. Absolutely. I think for our clients, and that's what, it's a big thing that they trust in us, A, that we're going to like, we're going to push them and we're going to pull that out of them because A, they probably already have all of those characteristics, but a true good, you know, business partner or, you know, even in the walk of life of, of a spouse or a best friend or any, any of those parties, right? True business partner, true spouse, true best friend. Everybody brings honesty to you, right? Because they want the best thing for you. And it might not be always the easiest thing to hear, but it also is a fresh perspective and a perspective you trust, right? So knowing that trust is kind of that underlying foundation of that we're both striving towards the same goal for that business owner is a huge piece, right? Because they're going to trust what comes out of your mouth. And you also are going to have different perspective of like, hey, I know this happened, but this is, you know, here's a couple options here. What do we think with all of this? What do we, how, how do we want to adapt? What do you want to do? And I'm, I'm speaking very wide here. You know, I'm not speaking very specifically, but, you know, options for their business of them, you know, having the freedom and, but also having the support, you know, that they need to reinforce the, the good business decisions they need to do. So yeah, you act as a cheerleader, You also act as that business partner. You know, we kind of call ourselves like kind of like the silent business partner. Like we're not owners in their business, but we definitely help them operate their business as though we were a partner and it meant that to us. And I think that's a different perspective that we bring to the table versus others. So, but no, I think that those conversations are are really pivotal and also gives us insight as we give feedback, they receive feedback, but they also give feedback to us and and that resilience and that partnership. Perfect. So that's what we're doing in today's episode. We're pulling back the curtain, letting you all look into that toolbox that you pull from when a business owner is having challenges with, oh my gosh, I'm just really struggling to keep at it. Like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, like those are, (laughs) those are recurring questions and things that run through the mind of a business owner. Like, is this worth it? Am I doing this correctly? Am I going down the right path? And so we want to open that toolbox and share some of those things with you all and share those practical tips for improving that resilience. So the first one that we have is, I love it, cultivate a growth mindset. And it's kind of a catchy term I feel like has hit the media in the past, you know, three, four years. Oh, go for a growth mindset, even like we said in the beginning, like with kids and teaching them things and you can't yet, you know, like there's this whole idea, but how do you use this with business owners in a way that's helpful? I think reflection is a huge, huge thing of like understanding where you were, where you're going and, you know, like I said, where you've been, you know, and really reflecting on what worked, what didn't work. Um, 
because what works for you doesn't always work for me, you know? So I think that this is definitely more of a tailored approach and getting them to see bigger. And, you know, sometimes we don't think we can get there, but, you know, when we look back and we're like, oh, but I was there and I really pushed myself to here. It's really us giving them what's possible, right? Like what is possible and giving them direction with what's possible. Because you can't just go, what's possible? Well, everything's possible, right? So there has mm-hmm. to be intentional direction within that growth, right? And, and intentional as well. So I use that word with, with a growth mindset. You have to be very intentional because I can tend to go across the board. I can look at all 86 opportunities <laughs> and want to try all 86 opportunities. But I think, you know, the growth, the growth comes from not going wide, but going narrow and understanding what the path is and and what where you want to be. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at the growth mindset because like you said it can become overwhelming if we're just looking at all of the opportunities that are in front of us, right? But if we have that vision, if we have that line of where we're going, we can stay focused and truly understand, okay, that was a learning opportunity, we can still, you know, fix things and rate the ship. So do you have any tips for maybe a daily practice or weekly practice on resilience? I think really stepping back and giving yourself time to process whatever is going on and developing resilience. Because when sometimes something happens, a setback happens, or sometimes we go into panic mode. And I think it's really important to not go into panic mode. But once again, I'm going to mention that word adaptability that we that we talked about earlier and being able to calmly adapt because it doesn't do you any good to, for all intents and purposes, get it in your panties and a twist, and a twist like over everything. It's It's really, it's something you have to be able to kind of pivot and be able to and adapt that. And everything. And so that's, that's going to build your resilience up, right? Like that's, that's when change comes, you don't freak out, you know? So it becomes more of something you adapt to versus a stressor at all times. Yeah. Well, and I'll throw in too, one of my favorite books that I've read recently is The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. And he talks about a lot of, you know, we've become so comfortable in our everyday lives that we don't really have inconveniences or discomfort, right? Like we can set our thermostat at just the right temperature. We have our pool that we can go into and, you know, our clothes are all comfortable cotton. Like everything is just, we've made this comfort in our homes and our workplaces. And we don't really have the the discomfort that we as a species used to encounter on a daily basis. And so one of the things that he suggests is physical exercise too, and I personally have found that doing that hard thing every day and proving to myself it's like it's just as good for my brain as it is for my body to get out and do something difficult. And that can be, you know, your own level of difficult, right? Like it could be a walk. Like if that's your level of difficult that you want to strive for, go for it. It could be a combat sport. It could be a regular sport. Like it could be playing with playing with your kids, like whatever that is, but it helps your brain tell you that you can overcome challenges and physically you see it. So I think that's an important thing to practice too. I feel like it kind of gets left out of the business world. And I like to tie that in because I think it is an important thing to bring in 
on a daily basis, some kind of physical activity to help you, your body and your brain see, I can do hard things. I can get over this. If I did this, I can do that. You know, so you can see the, the linear, like, okay, we got this. So one of the next things that we have is to embrace a solution-oriented approach. And I'm sure as a CFO, this comes in on a regular basis. Yes, it does. <laughs> this is something where we have to really, really, really get creative at times. And a, a solution-oriented approach is it is definitely one that can be really challenging at times too, right? Because it might you might provide a solution that somebody doesn't want to do or somebody is uncomfortable with. And so we really, as CFOs, have to get really creative on, okay, what's our goal? You know, how do we overcome this? You know, how do we push this forward? And whenever somebody has a complaint about anything, it's like, well, you need a solution. Like, don't don't complain unless you're going to provide a solution and everything. So, you know, we really have to kind of, you talked about kind of dipping into that toolbox. It's, we may have to come up with a couple. And, you know, there are things that, you know, we all are really have our strengths in. And as the CFOs, we're looking at the financials. And I, you know, there are times that I'm like, I'm worried about this. And I may not express that to the client like right away and say, this is what I'm worried about. But I have that in the back of my mind that I'm already trying to solve a problem that I foresee could be coming up. So we have to kind of look back and also look forward and look in the current and understand all of those components of of the approach that we have to take and what solution we have to give and everything. No, that's perfect. And the other part of that is looking at potentially maybe what has worked in the past or what failed in the past, right? And analyzing, you know, what solutions does this business owner tend to lean toward or what have they tried in the past and didn't work? hundred percent. And, you know, sometimes one of my clients and I will say, just take the night, take the day. Let's think about this. Let me know what your thoughts are. Just want to throw this out there. So I think sometimes we have to throw those ideas out, you know, those brainstorming ideas and say, just give yourself time to think about it. And I think us as business owners, we don't give ourselves enough time to think about anything because <laughs> we're always trying to do so much. And even when we get time, it's like we fill it with something else, right? And that's just kind of who our DNA is as, as business owners. And I think it's really important to kind of think, okay, if I do this, you know, here's pros, here's cons, here's, and really giving ourselves time to process those alternatives to insulin and, and potential solutions. That's great. And one of the last tips that we have to share is to really create some form of support and accountability. Yes. So self-reflection, I find to be a very rare quality of people, in people, not of people, in people. And I think that the self-reflection and our, I'll use that word again, adaptability to be able to pivot from that and what good can come out of it because everything is a learning experience. Like every situation we're in, every conversation that we're in, all of those components to, to be what we hear, right? What we hear somebody communicating to us from a tone perspective, from a, I'm, I as a CFO may have somebody that, you know, they've got PTSD from a prior you know, CPA that's done something or from a situation and they get all, you know, nervous because they have, you know, fear of that happening again. So I think it's really important to have that honest 
you know, we talked about business partners earlier, just having that partnership in which they, you're able to talk to one another and honestly, right? And learning from, okay, so I get why you're nervous about this, but here's the, here's the upside potential and here's what we can do. And here's the qualities you may have possessed that you've grown from at that point in time, right? So really being able to go back and go, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? And really, really, really be honest with ourselves. And like I said, not to a point of where you're so self-critical because I think you can take that too far and we can take the blame and everything, you know? So... I think that that's a really, really important component is to be able to kind of look back and go, how can I do this better? What truly went wrong? And really be honest with ourselves because I think that's where a lot of people miss the mark because they're not, they don't want to be honest with themselves and they don't want to truly fix the problem because it's too hard to fix, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear bad feedback about themselves or that they're doing something wrong or, you know, it could be frustrating and what <laughs> those stressors, right? those stressors just continue to go up and everything. So, but being able to go, hey, that didn't work. And here's the reason why it didn't work. All right. And, you know, being able to to look and assess and understand things in the current, you know, setting and where futuristically we're trying to get to. So self-reflection, huge component here, huge, huge, huge component for successful business owners because they're trying to get to a goal. They're not just trying to be the best them, right? They're trying, you kind of take all those pieces and and combine them together. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, And kind of ties back into that growth mindset too. You know, all of these, like, like a lot of the topics that we talk about, you know, if you just take one tool, it's probably not going to work super well. But if you're incorporating a couple different ones, they all really work in harmony together to help you. And that honesty is so important because if you're claiming to have a growth mindset, but you're working on all the wrong things or the easy things that, oh, I'm late to meetings, you know, that's an easy thing to fix, quote unquote, right? But, you know, really stepping back and looking at your leadership style or, you know, how you handle people and reflecting on that and making those changes. Those are harder things to change because it's, more core to who you are. It's not just, oh, I'm five minutes late to meetings. So yeah, like that that's a big part of growth. And again, just like head on facing that tenacity and grit as a business owner, like you have to. And one of the ways that you can do that and help make sure that you have that check and balance, like, am I truly being honest with myself, is to create a community of support and accountability, because that gives you kind of a person to talk to or a group of people to check in with and like, hey, I need a sounding board right now. Did this really happen the way that I think it did? Could you give me another perspective? That can really help. And hey, am I actually making progress on this? I've been working on XYZ. Have you seen any changes? Or am I just telling myself a story that I'm getting better? Absolutely. It's such a component because we're so blind sometimes to our own shortcomings. And when you really do value that feedback and you and you value the other voice because once again you're trying you're striving in a different direction an intentional direction and not just one to satisfy satisfy yourself satisfy who you are you have to make changes to be able to to grow and i use that word cultivate i've got a big background right and i've watched I was talking to Adam about this and, you know, watching something go, you know, you plant something in the garden, right? And you don't see anything. 
but you planted it and you watered it, right? And and you're like, oh, is it ever? And then you see that smallest sprout. And then, you know, you think, oh, is that really going to like grow big enough for me to, you know, produce anything, right? Like, is that, and it's just such a practical, I grew up with a lot of practical examples and a lot of, a lot of proverbs in life. <laughs> that that's how a lot of times my grandfather would always, he was a preacher and he would always give us examples of like, this is what that means that, you know, you, you reap what you sow when, and everything like that. So, but when you watch that, from the nothing, you know, to what you planted and you know, you put something in there, right? And it comes up and you start getting hope, but you're also apprehensive, right? And you watch that thing grow Mm -hmm. and it takes, it takes time and it takes care. Like you can't just do that and then walk away from it and never do anything, right? You've got to pull your weeds and you've got to keep that, that plant good, right? Good and healthy. You know, you don't plant your your plant, you know, plant your plant, you know, on in a bunch of rocks, do you? No, you get good soil. You, you, you prepare it, right? Like it's, it's all a process. And I think sometimes we forget that because like you spoke about, it's that instantaneous, like gratification of everything that we have and, and, and what we do and everything's at our fingertips. I mean, it is, Amazon is like your ultimate like thing, right? So mm-hmm. business, business ownership, like that grows mindset, all of that. It's just not, it's hard. I feel like it's harder today because all of those things in which that you have to be for the success of it all is nothing what our society is anymore. Yeah. Well, and I think that that takes us into this last point of staying persistent because I think a lot of people just expect that overnight success, or that's what you see when you look at business owners sometimes. But what you didn't see was the five years prior of building the business plan, building the community, building their following on social media, whatever it was that they've spent, you know, tilling the land, watering the seeds, you know, doing all of this, this stuff behind the scenes. And all of a sudden you see, oh, they released this book and now they're this big success. But that didn't happen overnight for that person. There's so much more to that story, you know, the iceberg underneath the water that you don't see that you're comparing your story to that person, but you don't know 90% of the story, 95, 98% of the story, you know, whatever. That's the thing that I think like social media and all of this transparency that we have, it's almost fake transparency at times, right? Like we think we know everything about this business or this person, but we really don't because you can't see their books. You can't see how well their business is doing. You can't see how like healthy they are as a person. Maybe they're a disaster. (laughs) They're not sleeping and they're stressed and they're not happy, but you know, they have this facade that they put out there. So Knowing what you're doing, having the right goal and staying persistent with it is also important. You can't expect to make big changes in a month, three months, even a year sometimes, depending on the size of what you're trying to do. hundred uh, percent. I have had clients that are exactly what you, you thought. Social media, it looked like everything was together. It looked successful. It looked all... And because of our position as CFOs, we get to see a lot more than just what everybody else has seen, right? We see a lot. And I have seen it where, I mean, people were telling me how much they're, you know, laying in bed at night, wide awake, not sure, you know, how they were going to make it work and that the money really wasn't coming in. I know it looks like they were successful, but it wasn't. So like, how do I make all of this work, right? I've also had clients that 
have, you know, during COVID, you saw a little bit of everything, right? You saw people, you saw people's true colors with things like as CFOs we did, you know, and I had another client that nobody else will know how honest they were. And I watched them operate their business with such integrity and care for their employees when their business was like slashed in half. So, you know, we kind of get a, we, we get a very healthy vantage point of like understanding that that is not what that is. And I think that's a huge component that we bring to our clients is we've seen so many business owners in different walks of life. And when you can bring that experience and those ideas and that reassurance to them, I think that that's really a huge thing because like you said, sometimes it's so easy to start doing comparisons of who's successful in your mind and who isn't. And I think it's really important to to keep that, like you said, that that staying persistent and adapting, but also having that that accountability piece of letting somebody reassure you, hey, you got this, you're on the right path, stick with it, right? But their plan's growing more than my plan. And I think they're watering it more. So I think I should water it more. And, you know, I think sometimes you just have to trust the process. No, I think that's a great point. And hopefully this list of tools and practical tips that we've shared will help you in your business ownership journey. And I mean, even in your personal life, I think a lot of these things are interchangeable. And also, if you're looking for somebody who is going to help you with not only the numbers part of the business, but like you said, like having the knowledge of a CPA and knowing the financials, but also having the advisor and the partnership piece speaks a lot to it. You're not just having somebody that you can say, okay, am I all set for my taxes? You're able to have those strategic conversations and make business decisions knowing more, having that that advisor relationship. So I think that's so valuable. Jamie, as we wrap up the episode today, do you have anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? I would say if you do not have an accountability type of partner, whether it's an advisor or whether it's another best for an entrepreneur, you do want somebody that's kind of got some different perspective of understanding and applicability to what you're doing, what your goals are and everything. Find one because it's too lonely by yourself. And it is, it is, it's hard. It's hard enough without people, but get your right people, right? And it's not about having all the people, but it's about having the right people. I think that's great. Well, thank you so much for talking grit and tenacity with me today, Jamie. I appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. This is like one of my favorite topics ever. This is like my basketball blood coming out, you know? <laughs> I was like, our, our huddle when I was in high school was actually tenacious. <laughs> I think it started oh, nice. in seventh grade. And so, yeah, so it's always kind of that relentlessness. And well, I won't, I won't bore and bring sports into it all and everything, but that was kind of where mine, that, that work ethic, that strong work ethic, which is still very incredibly present in my life. And, um, everything. But yeah, so one of my favorite topics. Yeah, very applicable. I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.